They came in search of a better life in a magical new world. They endured a dangerous sea voyage and braved a hostile environment to establish England's first permanent foothold in a strange land called America. And then they vanished without a trace. For centuries, the fate of the 117 men, women, and children who attempted to settle on Roanoke Island has been one of the most baffling mysteries in American history. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Springhill, Josh, and the Illumamami herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, the fan vote for August, the Roanoke Colony Disappearance. So, um, wow. So we're here. Everyone put your washboards down and your jugs. It's coming from you. I wanted to. Sorry, I can't put my jugs down. Yeah. April's playing air jugs, but that doesn't sound. (laughs) Yeah, no. So we're here in the shoot kitchen studio. We're having a great time already. Lots of laughs to be had on this episode because this is a super funny conspiracy. <laughs> no, I, well, it's not as dark as what is. Well, it's kind of dark. Oh, shit. I don't know what I'm saying. It's not Oklahoma no. City bombing dark, but it's dark. There's enough time There's that been has a, passed. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned being the guy who's like, oh, um, I'm sorry. That's a little too present for me to talk about the Roanoke <laughs> colony that disappeared all of a sudden in uh, 1587. I'm sorry. I. I just don't go there. Anyway, how you guys doing? We're 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 feeling good. Yeah, dandy. Yeah, this is an August fan vote, so I'm I'm pretty excited to go through this because this one kind of won probably two thirds of the vote. Wow, I would nice. say. I know I was kind of hoping we would cover Jack the Ripper, but we will inevitably cover Jack the Ripper. It's just too fascinating to not. Mm-hmm. You can't skip it, Jack. Jack is back. He stabbed you in the tummy. He makes you should have said back because it rhymed. Jack is back. Stab you in the back. It's an Eminem rhyme, but it still counts. Yeah. Or a Josh <laughs> rhyme that's like food and good. Could have said like Jack will <laughs> stab you in the sa- in the sack. That's true. Okay. Well, let's. I'm taking rhyme <laughs> notes from Josh. Okay. Or these animals back into their pen. Okay. We're back. We're back. Hey. All right. Well, I guess let's pull. We don't have uh, wheels pretty much yeah. at this period, so let's <laughs> let's pull our pantaloons to the side a bit, so we can so we can talk in a 
in the Native American pastures. Get marks. How scary is the concept? We got a scale here. The concept of a colony that completely goes missing, like a whole like island, basically. Now, according to what I read, the the man that came over there, name was John White, mm. which I would imagine he was white, <laughs> and. With a name like John, I, I would imagine he was the main character of this story. Mm-hmm. So they go to this colony in North Carolina, and then it's a, it's a little island outside of that, and everybody just goes missing. Now, granted, there were Native Americans surrounding them, but he still had to go back to England. It was kind of like, it's funny. <laughs> Fucking longest text ever. It is. <laughs> it's funny. I'm sorry. I don't want to get too much into it because I want to get everybody's take, but it's like, uh, you know how when you go to work mm-hmm. and you're like, fuck, forgot my headphones. Yeah. This was like, fuck, we forgot food. <laughs> <laughs> and then a three year voyage back to England and then a lot of like delays and then come back. Yeah. And probably a lot of merry men died, but who knows? So how scary is the concept? You move to a new place. All the people are there. You go back to help maybe grab everybody's iPhone charging cables and then go back and they're all gone. How scary is that concept to you? Well, given the times and there's no way of texting them or whatnot. Yeah, it's a 10. No pigeons. 170 some people missing. That's, that's not good. Yeah. It's about 170. Oh, actually I think it was more like 115, but we'll get, we'll get into numbers later. It's, it's a lot. It's above a hundred. April. Um, I would say maybe a four or a five for me, just because I think my, like if I was in that situation, I wouldn't necessarily be drawn to immediately jump to the conclusion of like, Oh God, they're all dead. I would just be like, Hey, where'd all these people go? Right. They obviously went somewhere. They're in the new land. Right. They found <laughs> the local McDonald's and well, they've settled down. Especially because back then they didn't know how, how big you know, the continent was and they could, oh, yeah. they could have gone anywhere. So yeah, I would say a four or a five. I'm right. with April on this. It's like, it's like a five. Yeah. It's more confusion than fear. Yeah. Cause you, you would come back like, and everybody's well, 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 structures, Hello, were, anybody home? <laughs> structures were gone though. Like a lot of things. I mean, it, that's part of what fascinates I swear me. I left my city here somewhere. <laughs> No, I thought it was three oak trees this way, and then one apple tree that way, and one Native American spear that way, but I can't find my mule people. <laughs> or my people. I'm so goddamn lost. I'm a pilgrim in 1587. Well, in order to understand that time, realistically, Lawrence always takes it upon himself to give us a glimpse into the past with his time capsule. Now it's time for us to open up the time capsule. Ah, yes. The swinging sounds of the 87s. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot, Gertrude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's dive into it here. It's going to take a long time. There's a lot going on. <laughs> I understand. 1587. I understand there's a lot to cover with this one. February 1st, Queen Elizabeth I of England signs the death warrant of her cousin Mary, Queen of Scots, 
after Mary is implicated in a plot to murder Elizabeth. Seven days later, on the orders of Elizabeth's privy council, Mary is beheaded at Fothering High Castle. Metal. Interesting. So, Game of Thrones. The first Filipinos in North America land in Morro Bay near San Luis Obispo, California. Hmm. Ah, uh, yes. Or television. <laughs> I thought you were going to go sports fans. <laughs> do, 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 do. Sport fans. <laughs> they like fencing. That has been your time capsule. <laughs> I'm sure there was a horse race or two. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best time capsule we've ever done. Oh, Lord. Okay, so uh, we do have a new segment to debut tonight, and so we should probably get into it because it is important to cover this story. Now, this is a fascinating story, and I know, April, you guys were pretty excited about doing this. Mm -hmm, For sure. There's a great history.com article, and I've used history before, called What Happened to the Lost Colony of Roanoke? And I hope I'm saying that right, and you know, if I'm saying it wrong, then it's just par for the course. So... Before Jamestown and Plymouth Rock, the English attempted to forge a colony. You mean before Plymouth Rock landed on us? That's right, Malcolm X. Uh, within three years, it had disappeared. So the the story, like I said, they tried to settle initially, coming over from England on a boat. That's not going fast. It's sad because they didn't have those like, yeah, they didn't have a, like a foghorn or anything. Like they just came over and they were like, okay, what are we looking for? We have no food. We got no food. Got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was a sad time, but thankfully they came over here because this is a great country. I love it here. Yeah, it's okay. I'm loving it. I'm not so loving certain things, but I'm loving... I like America. I mean... Does everybody love America? <laughs> a little bit. I do. I really. Have love we become it. that seriously? Team? No, because a lot. You go to here. There's 180 some countries in the world, right? Yeah. And if you just randomly roll the dice, you're probably gonna land a country where they're shooting at your head on the way to work, or they're mm-hmm. killing all your like homosexual friends mm-hmm. for no reason. Yeah. Good point. Now, the origins of one of America's oldest unsolved mysteries can be traced to August of 1587, when a group of about 115 English settlers arrived on Roanoke Island off the coast of what is now North Carolina. Later that year, it was decided that John White, that sounds like played by Arnold Schwarzenegger in the new movie, (laughs) Roanoke Judgment Day. (laughs) (laughs) He had to sail back to England in order to gather a fresh load of supplies because somebody didn't stock the ship. A couple people got toilet paper. Couple people, probably, <laughs> couple people probably broke into the Cheez-Its. So unfortunately, <laughs> they were they were low on that. Are want- not to. They're mm-hmm. delicious. They are. I Sorry, get- we don't have its. We got nips, <laughs> but no its. <laughs> so anyway, um, he had to sail back to England in order to get more supplies. But just as he arrived, a major naval war broke out between England and Spain because Spaniards were like. <laughs> Hey, see? Fuck your shit. That's all you're going to get. That's all you're going to get. And Queen Elizabeth I called on every available ship to confront the mighty Spanish Armada. 
In August of 1590, White finally returned to Roanoke, where he had left his wife and daughter. His, oh, no. His infant granddaughter, Virginia Dare, the first English child born in the Americas. Hmm. Just so you know. Hmm. That's good trivia. And the other settlers, three years long before, he found no trace of the colony or its inhabitants and few clues to what have hap- what had, might have happened, apart from a single word, croton. Cro- croton? Crouton. Crouton. It was crouton. It was. Crow- Shit, we forgot those two. I got to get back on the boat. <laughs> yeah, it, it's you guys in around three years. <laughs> it's it's crotoan. Crotoan. Thank you. There's got to be like a post metal band named Crotoan. I think Dashboard Confessional did a song. Oh called God! Your hair is everywhere. Croutons. <laughs> I'm just saying. God. Old girlfriends from the past. By the way, I'm Rad Dad 2018 now, not Single mm-hmm. Dad 2018. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something changed. Anyway. You got a haircut. I No. <laughs> no. Maybe next week. So, Croton, Croton, whatever. <laughs> Cro, croutons was <laughs> carved into a wooden post. They got there and they're like, what? He's like, I'm John White. Ugh. What is an Arnold impression? I, I can't do it right. Like, like that quick. Oh, yeah, so crouton. <laughs> croutons. Oh, shit. They'll pump you up. Get to the chopper. Wait, we have no choppers. Get what? to the boat. Get to the scythe. <laughs> <laughs> Investigations into the fate of the lost colony of Roanoke have continued over the centuries, but no one has come up with a satisfactory answer. Hmm. Croton, croton, croton <laughs> was the name of an island south of Roanoke. <laughs> That was home to a Native American tribe of the same name. So that's kind of a clue as to like, oh, was it the Native Americans? Now, mm-hmm. everybody and their grandma knows that when, when America, or not America, when America basically started to become, North America became populated with English settlers. Colonial days. Yeah, colonial days. There were issues, obviously, with us and the Native Americans, and that went on forever. Our bad. Our bad, big time. Here's a we blanket. fucked up. Here's a free blanket. Here's a free blanket. <laughs> oh shit! Your face is covered in red bumps. Oops, and you're dead. You're seeing puckwudgies. <laughs> oh boy. So now, perhaps then the col- colonialists were killed or abducted by Native Americans. Other hypotheses hold that they tried to sail back to England on their own and got lost at sea. Oh boy, that's not fun. You get a bad captain. He's like, everybody use your hands to hit the water really hard. (laughs) You drunk dad, stop sticking your kids in the water. (laughs) They're not pontoons. Anyway, there's also the idea that they met a bloody end of the hands of Spaniards who had marched up from Florida or that they moved further inland and were absorbed into a friendly tribe. Now, that is a pretty prominent theory that I saw. And actually, the Mm -hmm. documentary I watched, which is on YouTube is called Roanoke, the Lost Colony, and it has this really great um, kind of hypothesis of how they would have kind of gelled into, like, the Native American and even, like, farther south with, like, different colonies that were spreading at the time. Not not English settlers, but just, like, people that were coming into the country. Because, obviously, you had uh, Central America and everything that was happening. Because I think initially, when Christopher Columbus actually came over, it was it was had nothing to do with North America. It was almost all Central America. Mm-hmm. 
So there were a lot of different investigations into this. Like I said, there's been people that have pretty much, I mean, up until 2007, efforts began to collect and analyze DNA from local families to figure out if they were related to Roanoke settlers or uh, local Native American tribes. Excuse me, Southerners, we need to look into your family branch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's my sister and my lover and my mother. It's a little weird, but we got used to it. (laughs) Sorry, Southern listeners. I have family in the South, so I can do that. Oh, shit. I have... You yeah. have family in the South. Plain oh, okay, I have family in the Plain South. Plain well doesn't count as the deep <laughs> South. <laughs> what are you trying to say, boy? <laughs> All right. Anyway, so... Like I said, in 2007, they did this DNA thing where they were trying to figure out if these... If people were related. And, um, Despite the lingering mystery, it seems there's one thing to be thankful for, though. The lessons learned at Roanoke may have helped the next group of English settlers who would found their own colony 17 years, 17 years later, just a short distance to the north at Jamestown. I would hope so. But I guess they had, yeah, they haven't found any DNA that relates to those early, early hmm. missing settlers. Hmm. So that's crazy. That's too bad. Well, before we do our second segment, we are going to premiere a once a month type once a of month on, the, on the voted episodes this is our listener episode once a month we'll just this will be all about the listener indeed now this is off topic so please oblige us but our we asked our listeners and one of our fans actually said they would like to see us do a mini q a so what we're gonna do is we're gonna open up the mail sack and we're gonna talk and we're going to answer your questions. Mail sack. God. <laughs> By the way, Larry made that drop today. And uh, I love it. the best ever. <laughs> Wonderful. So. Oh God. <laughs> with the mail sack, we're going to start like this. I'm gonna ant- I'm gonna take the name and I'm gonna say the question and we'll go around real quick and answer it. Try not to be too crazy, but okay. Off the top of everyone's head, Hella Greg asks, "What's your favorite episode that you've done, and what subject do you really want to cover?" I could start, or you you want to go? Yeah. Larry's gonna start. JFK, my favorite episode. Okay. Um, I do want to get into. You know, I like. I like the modern ones, so I would not. Maybe the abortion bombings in Atlanta would be something. That's interesting, yeah, because it does tie into the Olympic bombings. True. April, are you good? You think? Yeah, I think so. Oh, favorite episode for me. I really enjoyed the rake. That was a. Okay. I think that was a fun one to record, mm-hmm. and we had some good like back and forth banter on that one. Um, as far as going forward, I would love to kind of look deeper into just as sort of like a blanket answer here, um, like mafia mob mm. stuff. Um, I would love that. The, like the Black Irish, I've always found really interesting. Whitey Bulger and all that. I'm sh- I'm sure there are thousands of conspiracies you know regarding I mean, mob you, history you got New York you got Boston mm-hmm. and you got the Chicago. ice you got the ice man too like that guy that just like off supposedly like over a hundred people right and there's conspiracies about that 
So do you want to wait? You want no, to I got this. Okay, Josh. I would say mine is the Kurt Cobain death spiracy because it was one thing that I knew going into. I, I already knew everything about it. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to do that. And going forward, I would say I would like to do cover some more of these serial killers just because that's just like it's a whole nother wing that we have barely touched. Yeah. And it would be interesting to see what we could come up with. Mm-hmm. I'll say Oklahoma City bombing was my favorite episodes we've done. I'm I'm really proud of season two because there's been more research and that I always call when I always let these guys know when we're gonna do a two parter. Also, um in the future, I, I will second what Josh said. I want to cover more serial unsolved serial mm-hmm. killers. That's my that's my bread and butter. So there you go, Hella Greg. Now John Hodges, he says, who was the mastermind behind the podcasting idea? And also, were you guys acquainted before podcasting? I think we can all kind of answer that. Mm-hmm. Um Marty. Yeah, I would say Marty, I, I did not know Ryan until Marty introduced me to him to do the Beer City Spaceship stuff. Mm-hmm. And then once that broke off, uh, the this show was your idea that you yeah. came to me with. And you introduced me to Josh. Yep. And then we just started doing it together. And mm-hmm. there, and eventually, the Luma Mommy came on board. Yep. Yeah. Well, we actually... I think I came on because I was just like, well, you're at my house anyway. Right. I might as well sit in on one. Well, she had a really good talking voice. And like the two of them getting along so well, I assumed it would work. And personally, I... It was really, it was about 2007 I started listening to podcasts and then I met Marty and I kind of got him into it personally. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to blow anything up here. I'm just saying like, I was like, you should listen to Joe Rogan and like mm-hmm. uh, at the time Giant Bomb, which is a video game podcast. And after like a year, I remember the two of us were talking like we should do a podcast and then me and Larry and, and Marty did Beer City Spaceship, which you should check out, I guess. It's still up there, right? Yeah. Um... That's the early genesis of what you have here and with the EFIS. And then Josh and I had a video game podcast that we did for a while. And I think it just made sense that he join up with us in this. And this has been easily like the most productive, probably funnest podcast that I've done for sure. Mm-hmm. And I love it. So, you know, it is, uh, I, I would say the mastermind behind it. It's, it's hard to, say but i would behind this show i kind of came up with the idea but larry really knew how to sculpt it the way it would be like professional and like people would like i knew those radio classes would pay off yeah (laughs) yeah no it it was a i would say it was a joint effort and i think definitely the things that april has done for the show has been from her and then things that josh came up with like josh knew he was going to be pop culture from Mm -hmm. like episode two yeah that was the idea for segments that's been a group effort just we throw stuff against the wall see if we like it and we go from there just like this so thank you john uh brian douglas asked puckwudgie versus melonhead who would win Prison rules, of course. I'm from Rockford, Illinois, like Ryan says. <laughs> and I would love to hear a haunted Tinker Cottage episode or just a... Okay, so that's something that we can we can cover in the future, Brian. But okay, so he's asking verbatim, who would win a, versus a Puckwudgie versus a Melonhead? I think I definitely have the advantage there. I don't know about that. I can take quite the ball. 
<laughs> I was trying to remember because it's been so long. I was like, how did I do those impressions? Because I knew one of them would choke on their words, but I couldn't remember which one yeah. choked on their words. I'm going to go Puck Wudgie fully. Me too. I'm going I, Melonhead. Really? Yep. Prison right. rules, though. I know. I'm going to shake you, bitch. You know, I think about when I, I think <laughs> the word. shake you, bitch. Don't make me cut you. <laughs> I feel like I think pu- if you go pu- prison rules, I think Josh is right. You think so? Gosh. That's I a just, tough one. I feel like Puckwudgies are a little more. Puckwudgie uh, has the porcupine. Yeah, down, they're, they're a little bit more ferocious. He throws his back on you. You're all like dead out. Yeah. Prison rules. I know. You can sucker punch. You can shank from behind. It's true. That's true. Melonhead seems like he would he would like hit a low blow. Right in the nuts. I, I'm, yeah, I gotta lean back towards Puck Wedgie. Yeah, yeah I still too. lean. I, I'm yeah. going Puck Wedgie. I'm with you, Melonhead. You're my best friend. <laughs> All right. So the next question, my mom actually re- said something. Do all of you remember to call your mothers to tell you love her? And I said yes. I'm going but, to my uh, dinner with my mother on Wednesday. So we just hung out with my mother yesterday. So there we go. We got the and mom thing over. And yes. Both your moms in yep. one day. There you go. Our, our lovely friend Skylar says Coke or Pepsi? Mm. Coke. Coke. Yeah. I like both. That's the problem. It depends on my mood. And right now I'm in a Pepsi mood. Okay. Mm. Diet I, Coke. I would say I like Pepsi products more because I'm a big Mountain Dew fan. But if mm. I had to drink, if it's just just Coke they're, or just Pepsi, it's I don't know, they're be, both it's good. Be Coke. I think Pepsi smells like Lysol. Now I'm ne- now I'm probably won't ever shake that. No, nope. thank you. Well, you know what? That's payback for me never being being able to look at egg drop soup the same way. <laughs> I know. Every time I think of a hot tub, I think I of like yeah, egg, drop, egg soup. drop soup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul Hunter. This is a buddy of mine. This is one of our trucker listeners. He's also a really good dude. Mm-hmm. He asked, "Why wasn't the conspiracy about the Oklahoma City bombing talking about Middle Eastern connection?" Well. Let me explain something to you. We covered like 10% of what the story was with OKC. Um, wow. If we could do... And it was a, a two-parter. It was a two-parter. It's huge. I mean, honestly, like unless I'm researching to write a whole book or doing this full-time, it's really hard to cover all angles of something that's so vast. Um, But I wouldn't be op- opposed to doing like a listener suggested, just kind of like... Go back to... Exactly. A revisit. A revisit, maybe. So, Paul, that's your answer to that. Now, Sean says, do each of you have any paranormal activity stories to share? I have some of my own as well, if you're interested. Well, we did kind of cover that. We did, I think, at least our last Halloween Drunk Tackler, mm-hmm. we asked mm-hmm. each other if we had any creepy crawly stories. Now, Was- you also had brought up a story from working with dead people. Well, they were alive at the time. I used to work in a nursing home. Oh, yeah. And then I he says something about (laughs) Ryan had some (laughs) Ryan replies and says Ryan had some encounters in a metal Pantera bread. It was a metal Panera bread. It was Josh. Yep. Yes. So, yeah, let's quick. Yeah. Yes. Your Panera. Yes. Yep. Nursing home. No for me. I just had the weird paranormal experience where I thought somebody jumped inside of me when I was in my mom's house. Well, and Josh has has had one um, out male prostituting as well. Uh, remember when you were at the, what was it? The nursing home? Yeah. Actually, I've had that uh, two separate nursing homes. 
but one that happened in the past six months. Telling you, bad juju, nursing. Actually, and it happened uh, the same place on two different occasions. I saw something creepy in the same spot. Yep, I remember Jen saying that she saw a pig, like a a pig standing on its like back legs during the Jen interview episode Mm -hmm. when I talked about like what kind Mm -hmm. of creepy stuff have you seen? That always freaked me out when we did that episode. A super unsettling image. Yeah. Um, last question. Mm. Collier, Collier, he says, if you guys slash Illumamami could go back in time and see any band perform, mm-hmm. who would it be? Ooh. It's a good question. It is actually. a good question. I'll say, I'll, I'll start. Easy and say, answer for me. I would yeah. say for, for sure. I would love to go see like early Genesis when it was Peter Gabriel fronted. But that's like I grew up listening to that. But I I love prog rock, so I would go back to see a Freddie Mercury ran Queen in nineteen eighty five. That's very specific. But it is okay. specific. Is that right before he died? He uh, sorry, Kurt Cobain. Freddie Mercury died in nineteen ninety or ninety one. I can't remember for sure. But it was that you had like Hot Space was out. You had uh, some of their my favorite records were out at that point. April, uh, I would go see Guns and Roses mm-hmm. after Use Your Illusion Ooh. came out because that uh, that was like peak Guns and Roses time, and they're one of my favorite bands. Lawrence, Beastie Boys. Oh, had tickets. Yep. Mike D got in a motorcycle accident, broke his leg, canceled the tour. Oh, that's true. I never had to see I him, and now so MCA's bad. dead, and I'll never see him. When was that, Larry? That was 98. Wow. 99? Yeah. Well, what bands would you like to see, Collier? Tell us. We'd love to interact with you guys. That's part of what we do. We're here to answer questions, but also if you guys want to tell us stories, we'd love to hear them. So, you got another month to come up with some more questions. Yeah. Yeah. Where do they send them, Ryan? Send them to our Facebook. Join our closed group or join our Facebook. Can they tweet them? They can also tweet them. If they're down on Facebook? Yeah. At Conspiracy T Show. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, some theories on what happened to these pilgrims. They might have floated away. The South is a place of many stories. But there's none as strange as the one that unfolded here. Just inside North Carolina's Outer Banks at a place called Roanoke Island. It remains one of the greatest mysteries of the American South. In 1585, 107 English settlers were dropped off on this coast with a mission to establish England's first permanent settlement in America. A replica of the kind of ship they arrived on is now docked close to where they made their historic landing. But after they arrived, the men clashed with Native Americans and started running out of supplies. They were forced to flee back to England just one year later. In 1587, an even larger group of 117 men, women, and children tried again to make a go at settling Roanoke Island. And that's when the mystery started. Three years later, when a supply ship arrived here, those on board made a chilling discovery. The Roanoke settlers had completely vanished. All that remained 
was an earthwork fort that still stands here in the trees not far from the shore. They also discovered that someone had carved the word Croatoan into a wooden post, but they had no idea why. Artifacts from this and other early settlement sites in the region have suggested that some of the survivors might have joined Native American communities in order to survive. Why they didn't return to leave messages for those who might look for them remains a mystery that has never been solved. producing today. I guess oh, so. Oh my god. Jesus, that was beautiful. Man. My cheeks hurt. I'm smiling too hard. It'll be available for download on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my high, I can't hit those high registers. I love it. It made it all the better. <laughs> That's me folks. I'm the word mangler. So, here we are back in the second semester and the cock strangler. Okay. We're in the second segment full of all the segments you know and love. So we're going to get down on a little bit more info about this Roanoke colony that went missing. Now, there were a lot of theories, and I think I kind of hinted at it a bit, like them jumping into a local Native American tribe and being like, how? We are just like you. (laughs) No, boy. Oh, no. We smoke them peace pipe. Let's be buddies. My dearest Marjorie, <laughs> I wasn't trying to do, I wasn't trying to do a voice there. I was just saying. I mean, let's be buddies. Sometimes bees are hard to pronounce. I will see your dick from at least an arm's length away. <laughs> Context is important in these sort of situations when you've got a soundboard like Lawrence's. Um. So anyway. National Geographic has this great article about this kind of just different clues that they found, things that they found when when John John White ah get to the scythe was like coming back and trying to figure out what the fuck to hap- what happened. All right, I went to Walmart. I know it took three years, but I came back. So the search began when an anxious Englishman named John White waded ashore of North Carolina's Roanoke Island 425 years ago this month when the article was published in 2015. So actually it would be 427. He was appointed governor of the fledgling Roanoke colony by Sir Walter Rayleigh. White was returning from England with 
desperately needed supplies. But when he stepped ashore on August 18th, uh, 1590, I'm sorry, it's so far in the past. It's hard to... I just imagine it's 1982. He found the settlement looted and abandoned. The vanished colonists had left behind only two clues to their whereabouts. The word croton, 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 croutons, carved on a prominent post and crow etched into a tree. Ever since explorers, historians, Indiana Jones, archaeologists, and enthusiasts have sought to discover the fate of the 150, 115 men, women, and children who were part of England's first attempt to settle the new world. Efforts to solve America's longest-running historical mystery dubbed the Lost Colony produced dozens of theories, but no clear answers. Now, two independent teams say they have archaeological remains that suggest at least some of the abandoned colonists may have survived, possibly splitting into two camps that made their homes with Native Americans. So, the running theory is that they joined the Native Americans, and they're like, Tatonka. Like... I'm thinking of Dances <laughs> with Wolves. Yeah. That's what they call uh, the Indians called the buffalo. And mm-hmm. the, the He's also a wrestler in the WWF. Yeah. Who dressed like a buffalo? Oh, of course. <laughs> because why wouldn't a live buffalo wrestle a human being? Right. Right. So Mark Horton, a archaeologist, actually said verbatim, the evidence is that they assimilated with the Native Americans. Now, a collection of newly discovered European objects, including a sword hilt, broken English bowls, and a fragment of a slate writing tablet still inscribed with a letter, could point to the presence of the colonists on Hatteras Island, some 50 miles southeast of the settlement of Roanoke Island, as well as a site on the mainland 50 miles to the northwest. So... The evidence, quote, is that they assimilated with the Native Americans but kept their goods, says Mark Horton, an archaeologist at Britain's Bristol University who heads the excavation of Hatteras. Meanwhile, at the the mainland site on the Albemarle Sound near Edenton, North Carolina, Nick... Oh, God. (laughs) Nick Lucchietti of the First Colony Foundation believes that his group has unearthed pottery used by the lost colonists after they deserted their Roanoke settlement. Members of both teams admit they can't yet claim to have solved the vexing riddle, and many of their colleagues are skeptical that the artifacts can be definitely definitively tied to the ill-fated colonists. Given difficulties... Yep. So, given difficulties in dating them precisely, and I understand that, like, you have to, like, do, like, oxygen dating or whatever when you find these old objects. I think it's carbon dating. Or carbon. You're sniffing, like, Trump at the... I have at the worst allergies right now. The weather has literally, like, fucked my allergies to shit. Like, I'm not... I don't have a cold, but I'm literally, like... <laughs> hey, guys. Sometimes it's actually worse, though. Yeah. Now I was I actually I have a question for you guys. What's so that? Johnson, I mean John White, Johnson, he he's going back. He's going. He says he's going back to get supplies. Mm-hmm. Now put yourself back in that time frame. Mm-hmm. So no iPhones. And he asks you, "What do you want me to bring back? Do you do you have any requests? What would you guys ask for?" 
is is it modern times or were we talking 1587? 1587. So I don't know. Okay, you know, if you're gonna be difficult, modern times. <laughs> All right, so Larry wants to plenty of that in America. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. I mean, if you had if you could if you could request three things from him to bring back from the grocer in England. I know Ryan's. And That's yep. all three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. Oh. Josh did a funny. <laughs> April, what, oh. are you, what are you, what do you, what would you request? I would want soap, a new change of clothes. Boy, I don't know. Soap, a new change of clothes. <laughs> and a dildo. <laughs> Hell, why not? <laughs> the heck that it was hand cranky. Like an egg beater. <laughs> I, I'd need something to take the batteries out of to put in the TV remote control. Clam beater, whatever you'd call it. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with, with April with the soap, though. Yeah. Gotta have the soap. Well, because if he was gone for three years and you like run out of that stuff, toilet paper. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. So you want weed, soap, and toilet paper? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go beer. Uh. Wow. He's hot stumped. pockets. <laughs> I, uh, I hot, <laughs> hot pockets. Po- pockets of hotness. <laughs> and then uh, I, I guess toe clippers. Something I don't want my toenails to look like I'm from Ethiopia. Yeah. Eh, that's no fun. Because then I got to bite them off. And if I, if I don't have something to clip those things off, it's going to look... It makes me... Well, how did they clip? Bite them. Hammer and chisel? Uh, <laughs> hammer and chisel. <laughs> yeah, when were scissors invented? Like, was that even a thing? Well, I have invented to- scissors. <laughs> that's me chopping my toenails off. Pachink! And then it, it kills a Native American woman. <laughs> That's Ryan today. I'm like Tatanka. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, condoms, a classical John. guitar from from oh. Spain, condoms. and oh, what? What are you giving me face for? What in God's name would you need condoms for? Well, you got to stay protected still. I'm just saying, not in the history of our entire relationship have you ever used a condom. Yeah, me either. Well, there's, that. Some, <laughs> there's some freaky <laughs> shit happening back then, and everyone's sleeping with everybody, and there's... That's how you get the plague. Yeah, I don't want the plague on my dick. That's cool. So, uh, a classical, classical guitar from Spain, condoms, and... Uh, yeah, let's go with uh, some good whiskey. Ooh, I like his answer. Okay. So anyway, continuing on, they uh, <laughs> they continued to believe that uh, his group had unearthed this pottery used by the lost colonists after they d- deserted the Roanoke se- settlement. Now, the I'm, and I'm talking specifically about this like 2007 group that just, just went basically went back and kind of retraced everything. Nowadays, we have 
way more technology where we can kind of figure out like where what the carbon dating is, mm-hmm. what the mm-hmm. what the issues are, like as far as like like tracing people's steps as far as that. But I mean, this is a long time ago, so you have to really dig in. So now, quote, you have more work to do, warned Ivor Noel Hume, a former colonial Williamsburg archaeologist who excavated at Roanoke Island in the 1990s. Hume met with Horton and Lucy Luckietti last month to discuss their finds. Now, so supposedly they discussed these finds and the digs signal at an important shift away from Roanoke Island where researchers have found frustratingly few signs of an early European presence. So everything that they find, it's not, it's not European. Hmm. So it comes across as more Native American. Now, quote, hey, a chunk of iron, exclamation point, unquote, exclaims Margaret Dawson, a nurse and volunteer excavator, as she sorts through black earth at a site on Hatteras Island called Cape Creek. She and her husband, Scott, a local teacher, founded the Croton, 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 Croa, Croaton. There you go. Croton, archaeological society. Named after the island's native inhabitants in 2009 and have sponsored Horton's annual digs ever since. Hidden in a live oak forest close to Pamalkio Sound, Cape Creek, was the site of a major cro- cro- croton. Did I say that wrong? <laughs> no, you said yeah, it right that it. time. In Trade Hub, under Horton's supervision, volunteers are busy searching through fine mesh screens filled with mud from a nearby trench. The Dawson's two young daughters are quick to spot tiny Venetian glass beads. During a two-day excavation in July, the sieves produced ample Native American as well as European materials, including deer and turtle bones, homemade and imported brick, Native American poetry, hunks of European iron, parts of 16th century gun, and tiny copper eyelet that may have been used in clothing. Now, in 1998, archaeologists from East Carolina University found a 10-carat gold gold ring. Nice. Engraved with a prancing lion or horse, an unprecedented find in early British America. The well-worn object may date to the 16th century and was almost certainly owned by an English nobleman. Like most of the European finds at Cape Creek, however, the artifact was mixed in with objects that dated to the mid-17th century, a full lifetime after the Roanoke colony was abandoned. Horton argues that members of the lost colony living among the Croton Croton may have kept their few heirlooms even as they slowly adopted Indian ways. One of the most unusual recent discoveries is a small piece of slate that was used as a writing tablet along with a lead pencil. A tiny letter M can just be made out on one corner. A similar though much larger slate was found at Jamestown. So they have like writing things. Quote, this was owned by, sorry, this was owned by somebody who could read or write, Horton says. This wasn't useful for trade, but was owned by an educated European. So they do find Hmm. little bits here and there. Another artifact unearthed recently at Cape Creek is part of the hilt of a rapier, which is a sword, a light sword. And the Nova, a Spanish sword. 
if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like a fencing sword. A type used in England. They did love fencing. They did. A type used <laughs> in England in the 16th century. In addition, a large copper ingot. 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 A long iron bar and a German stoneware show up in what appears to be late 16th century levels. Thus, they say that it's like a stove in 16th century levels, which is basically just like, put your wood here, (laughs) throw your gas on here. Well, we didn't have gas, but I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Spark that shit. Heat up your soup. Ooh, gruel again. Nom, nom, nom. Anyway, so these may be signs of a metallurgical work by Europeans. So they were possibly working in like metal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And possibly by Roanoke settlers since Native Americans lacked this technology. Quote, there are trade items here, Horton says, gesturing at the artifacts. But there's also material that doesn't come from trade. Were these the personal possessions of the colonialists? Maybe. Now, according to this researcher, they say something about X mark the spot. If the gold ring inspired Horton's digs on Hatteras, then a 1585 watercolor map drawn by White, John White, prompted the first colony foundation to turn its attention to the mainland. They knew they were on an island. Stop. Known as La Virginia... Paris map and part of the British Museum's permanent collection. The document made headlines in 2012 when researchers discovered a tiny four-pointed star hidden under a patch layered atop the map. Hmm. One theory is that the symbol may have marked the location of an inland fort. So maybe they knew about a place to go on the mainland. Mm -hmm. If such a fort was built in that location or even planned or discussed, then it might have been a logical destination for at least some of the displaced colonists. Quote, we think this represents the Roanoke colonists, says Lucchietti, holding out two slivers of green pottery. The shards were found on a recent weekend excavation of what the First Colony Foundation calls Site X on the Albemarle Sound, which is like a, what's a sound? Isn't that like a, like a peninsula almost, I think? Sure. Okay, cool. (laughs) So, um... In 2006, Lucky Eddie and his colleague Clay Swindell from the Museum of... You sound like made-up names. Lucky Eddie. He's probably selling you used uh, audio equipment. (laughs) Mafia. Yep. Named uh, Lucky Eddie. I got a great Sorny over here and a magnet box (laughs) over here. (laughs) You'll never be more happy. We're slashing prices here at Lucky Eddie's. (laughs) And Clay Swindler? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I might have mispronounced Swindler. I so, like it. Just keep it. So anyway, Clay Swindle, Swindler from the Museum of the Abermall investigated a site in the vicinity of the four icons spotted later on White's map. There they found a massive quantity of Indian pottery. Because he's a Clay Swindler. Yeah. That's what happens when you swindle. Mm. Archaeologists suspect that the site is a small Native American town named Mataquem. More recently in an area adjacent to the village, the first colony team uncovered English pottery similar to that dug up on Roanoke Island and common at Jamestown, but not typical um, in the second half of the 17th century, wherein English settlers filtered south from Virginia to South Carolina, or sorry, settled to North Carolina. 
Other pottery typical of the latter 17th century is absent. Excavators also found a metal hook possibly used to stretch hides or tents as well as an anglet, a tiny copper tube used to secure wool fibers, aglets, anglet. These fucking words are driving me nuts because it's like it's missing like three or four like uh, consonants. Villages. Yep. Villages. This is going to be a rough one. Aglets were largely re- replaced with hook and eyes in the first half of the 17th century. They've shown up in Roanoke Island and at Cape Creek as well. And all this team, which is what this whole article on nationalgeographic.com is based on, have found 275 pounds of Indian pottery covering several centuries of settlement. Trindle says the English material called borderware accounts for a few dozen pieces amount to three or four pots. So hmm. a lot of this is smashed, you know, stuff. And it's all Indian, though. Hmm. Well, you know, if it's sm- smashed pots, it's because Link rolled through town. Yeah, I know, right? He's looking for some rupees. Fucking asshole. <laughs> he just walks into a random shop owner and throws all his plates, th- throws all the pots around. And he's just like, do you want to buy some arrows? And he's just smashing shit everywhere. <laughs> and and the whole time you have, hey, listen, hey, listen. Yeah. And... Link, he just can't control himself, man. He's in a he's in a pottery store. He just needs to smash some shit because his girl's gone missing again. God damn it, Cannon. Why do you do this? So, quote, anything of a utility they took back to their homes, they would vacuum it all up. Even bottle glass was valuable for shaping arrowheads. He warns this man that basically the meat, one of the lead guys that was investigating this island says he warns that European goods don't equate to European settlers. So they're kind of theorizing that this was taken over really quick after John White left. Mm -hmm. I know it's 115 people, but we got a lot of Indians. Mm -hmm. Native Americans, at least at the time, Native Americans that probably could have put together a decent plan. I'm just saying they have the home field advantage. They do. Well, and if it was a lot of women and children too at the settlement, I would assume that. Whoops, that was an accident. I would assume that a large portion of them were unarmed. Yeah. So you know, a huge group of Native Americans could overtake. And verdicts. Yeah. Yep. True. So there's a lot to cover with that, and I think we kind of, I think we kind of, I think we kind of covered the verdict. I think we kind of covered what we needed to with that. But whenever we cover a subject, it's always super interesting to me to go and kind of dive into the pop culture. It's time for the pop culture minute with Josh. Sonic Boom! Well, much like the time capsule, I think you guys can expect that I don't have too much here, but uh, more than I expected, actually. So first and foremost, I want to talk about a film that came out in 2007. It was a TV movie called uh, Wraiths of Roanoke, and it stars Mr. Highlander Duncan McLeod himself, Adrian Paul. Now, I, I love the Highlander series as a 
hole. But this movie is actually not considered to be all that great. Hmm. It's uh, about the colony coming, or these people coming to North Carolina and finding supernatural terror. Uh, It's not favored well, uh, sitting at a 4.2 out of 10 on IMDb. And so obviously not too great. But Adrian Paul is always awesome. We need to come up with our own. You know, you have IMDb. Mm-hmm. We should rank our own movies and call it IMZZZBNBB. Yes. I, I I'm down. I'm behind that. Mm-hmm. Just watch the <laughs> movies and rate them ourselves. Adrian Paul, side note, who's going to be at Grand, Rapid Com- Grand Rapids Comic Con nice. coming up uh, where we will also be. So heads up for that. Sorry. Spoilers. Even, even if he doesn't show up on that particular episode, I'm so meeting Adrian Paul. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, uh, another movie came out in 2015. Another TV movie called Roanoke Search for the Lost Colony. Uh, not much can be said ab- about it. it. It's favored better on IMDb sitting at a 7.2. Okay. And no... Uh, notable people I'm seeing that are in the film. But of course, it's conspiracy therapy, and we're doing a pop culture segment, and so, of course, like many of these episodes, American Horror Story yet again comes up. And this time, a little bit better considering they based an entire season off of the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Uh, This season, it was not this last one, because the last one was Cult. It was the season before that, uh, it starred Kathy Bates, Sarah Paulson, Cuba mm. Gooding Jr., mm-hmm. Lady Gaga is in it, Angela Bassett. She's amazing. Seriously, I wouldn't. She, you had I me at Kathy Bates. She's that's a phenomenal. She cast. steals well, just everybody. Everybody is amazing. Uh, the The basis of this season is that it's these people that went to Roanoke. And they had this supernatural experience, and there was a TV show made about their experience that becomes a huge show. And, and so, like, you have the interviews with the, the people that were there, the real-life people, and then you had the actors that were there. It's, it's, it's an interesting concept mm-hmm. when you watch it. Meta. Uh, I don't want to go too far into it because it's still pretty Spoiler alert. pretty new and I don't want to spoil it anything. But I would say that this is probably one of my favorite seasons of American Horror Story and I think April would probably back that up. Kathy Bates is phenomenal. I'm going to have to put the uh, American Horror Story theme song on the soundboard here. I know. <laughs> well, it changes every season. That's the only problem. To some degree, it's still in some ways the same. But uh, so anyways, yes, guys, if you take anything from this, go watch American Horror Story Roanoke. You will love it. It's great. And that's all I have for you. That's been your pop culture. So. You know, like most episodes, when we get our pop culture, we like to reach out to the internet to kind of get a feel for what's what those answers are. Those Yahoo answers. Yahoo! Well, I 
Lake Ryan. Um, the word Croatoan really stuck out to me in this whole thing. So I wanted to ask the people of Yahoo, what does Croatoan mean? Great question. Uh, the best answer was from an anonymous user who wrote, Croatoan was just the name of a tribe of Indians who are now known as the Lumbi. Hmm. Lumbi, however, means dark water. So perhaps Croatoan has a similar meaning. Uh, another answer is from another anonymous user, Croatoan, unexplained letters found carved on a tree on Roanoke Island off North Carolina by jo- Governor John White when he returned to Roanoke Colony. Uh, user David wrote, it was a name carved in a tree near the lost settlement of Roanoke. No one knows what it meant, of course. Uh, user Jennifer wrote, I think that the people didn't like the island and took down their houses to make makeshift boats and sailed and got lost at sea. <laughs> okay. uh, another anonymous user wrote, yes, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie. Okay. Sure. Uh, another anonymous user wrote, one of those little crunchy bread things they put in salads. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, yeah. They found croutons. Written User on there. Ryan yeah. Rad Dad 2018 yeah. says. <laughs> uh, hey, I switched it from Single Dad 2018 mm-hmm. to Rad Dad. Keep that in mind. That's right. I'm uh, hot, bitches. <laughs> User Lee Lu wrote, Croatoan was this monster Titties. who ate the people of Roanoke. <laughs> User Wise, Ron, Wise One wrote, because little Billy did it. Okay. Um, user God damn it, little Billy. Had a warrior win, lose, or draw wrote, good question, but I haven't got a clue. So what? thanks for commenting. Uh. <laughs> User Nathan wrote, it was probably a victim's way of fingering the very people that killed and ate them. I like fingering. Isolate (laughs) that. (laughs) (laughs) Titties. Wow, that sounded brutal. Guys, my allergies are killing me. I should probably quit smoking. Probably. I'm allergic to all these cigarettes, but they taste so good. Oh, boy. Oh, so too hard. I lost too much weight. I got to slow down. Wah. Right. All right. Last one. User Shaylee wrote, I think Croatoan was maybe someone's name. I think that's because if this gets real weird, because if you start with the letter C and skip every other word is spell C-O-T-A. Maybe this was a name of one of the settlers. Coat? Coda. <laughs> like but, Led Zeppelin's Coda. But if you start with the letter R and skip every other word, it spells R-A-O-N. Maybe this was someone's name also. I also think Croatoan was an England tribe that captured the Roanoke people. But I could be wrong. If you skip the C, the R, and the O in Croatoan, you get Aten or Atan. And what exactly? So, yeah. oh, interesting. So basically, we asked questions, we got no answers, and that's where we are. That's where the internet is, and that's where it'll always be, and that's been your Yahoo yep. answers. It is now time for us to give a verdict. In one corner, four podcasters you trust with your life. 
I got excited about that because I, I love you guys. Any other corner of like 115 <laughs> kisses, 115 pilgrims who just like, well, they became me. Floated away like they just balloons. Floated, they floated away like our Philadelphia experiment episode where they're just like, <laughs> I went into the wall. We have to explain how did they go missing? So here we go. You've got many different options. But come up with it in your head. Joshua. Billy. Okay, the most obvious thing to me, anyways, is like April pointed out, you have these Native Americans that are surrounding them. They are not happy they are there. And there's probably a lot of young women and children. So I think that what happened was is that these Native Americans they came in and they attacked them. They killed them all. They took their bodies they probably took all their resources so that they and they could use those themselves and so that's why they all went missing they were slaughtered hmm interesting interesting april um yeah i'm gonna kind of sort of agree with that um i think probably they were the men were killed um they took their stuff and the women and children were probably taken into the colony as slaves, as is my assumption. Um, because I, I don't know if you read this in your research, Ryan, but I did read online that um, the Croatoan uh, tribe that became the Lumbi tribe actually has um, a higher number of children who have dark Native American skin but blonde hair. Mm. Which I thought to be kind of interesting um, if they were using the English women for, you know, procreation purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that kind of made me lead to led to led me to believe that, um, yeah, they they were probably overthrown, and the mm. Croatoans essentially writing it on the tree was like their way of graffitiing. Yeah, Banksy. Yeah, <laughs> they were the 1587 Banksy. That was their whole like YOLO back in 1587. Right. We got your girls. We killed your man. Oh, a towing bitch. Yeah. Gonna fill them up with babies. Okay, Lawrence. Um, I I think they were kind of absorbed into the tribe. Mm-hmm. I don't. Gosh, I. I I want to say this, but I want to preface it by saying I'm not some sort of expert on Native Americans, but from what I've read, what little I've read, um, they were not the savages that we played mm-hmm. them out to be until we started killing them. Right. Like, their way of war was a couple people got hurt, and you're like, all right, game over. Mm-hmm. You win. Like, the life was valued. Right. So don't believe they were slaughtered. Um, so I believe that they were absorbed. I mean, we need the the Roanoke the Roanokeans. <laughs> yeah, uh, needed supplies. Mm-hmm. Native Americans, we have supplies. I think it was more of a. I don't think it was a slaughter as much as an absorption. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, man. No, I. I mean, I could be very. If you well can't, if you can't, too, if, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, that's kind of my thing, and I think that in this instance, their leadership was gone. They're left to their own devices. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're in a new world. 
And they're surrounded by Native Americans who are probably pretty willing to take them on. Mm-hmm. They probably just asked that, like... Because their, their thoughts were, like, land wasn't owned by people. Right. Just now, watch, look, listen to Pocahontas, man. We fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, with, with them inheriting those people, they probably did kill some... some. I'm sure there were some men who put up a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're too proud to be like, ooh, I don't want cornmeal. I don't want to be cucked. Yeah. I just learned I that like word, tea. by the way. I just like... <laughs> Well, Someone we'll, called me that on the internet, and I was like, "What is that? That's, how? What? <laughs> Why are you arguing? Why would you even throw that word out there? Like, uh, you know, cuck is like the derogatory fuck you, basically nowadays. But, um, yeah. So these guys, I think, actually probably joined, and there was probably some casualties and probably some mis misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, sure, there's language barriers. Miscommunication. Yeah. When you have yeah. weird different languages. When one language is like, oh, oh, hey, oh, oh, oh. I'll tell you one thing. And I then had... everybody else is like, oh, like teen crumpets. Oh, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> I, I drive you... for Uber and I had um, a lady who I drove the other day who neither of them spoke any English and I just did the best I could. I was trying to find their drop off point. So I just mm-hmm. kept saying, a key? No. A key? No. I was like, okay. You do the best you can yeah, with what you, you have. Yep. So, yeah, it sounds like we all kind of think they got absorbed by the Indians. In one and way or another, yeah. yeah. John John White, John White came back and he was like, mm, something I happened. I swear to God, I left him I right thought here. I, left, I, 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 <laughs> fucking left, I swear I left him right here. It's, my ticket says, says G7 in the, it's a, it's a G7 in the parking lot. I found mm-hmm. the G7. <laughs> no colony. Fuck it. I'm going back to England. I'm going to get my dick sucked by the queen. And that's been your verdict. Hey, once you stay a while, we got more stuff to say because we finished our verdict, but we're going to introduce something that Lawrence has brought to the table. We've got like, we had like two special secret surprises. It's like a Tootsie Roll pop with a question mark on it. You don't know what's underneath Ooh, that. Ooh, yeah. Did anyone ever know, like since we're on our like Native American episode, did anyone ever know with like the Native, like the guy shooting his arrow at the star? Because I learned in elementary school, someone told me that, that like you got free suckers. I do know about that. Okay. That, it was the, the, the uh, tootsie roll, the tootsie, tootsie roll, the tootsie pop thing was that yeah, if you saved up enough, you would send them in and you would get free candy or whatever. Oh, okay. And that is not true. Oh, but eventually they did some kind of a contest, I guess. Hmm. But yeah, people were sending them like bags and bags of those tootsie roll uh, covers with the stars hmm. on them, and they're like, yeah, you don't know what you want with these. <laughs> But they did do something eventually. I can't huh. remember what it was, but yeah, because I just remember being in like second and third grade, and like everyone was, oh, no, you got to that one has a star on it. You got to save that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, for the ten it's cent trash. Lollipop. So yeah, right. <laughs> I just, it's sometimes it's funny to do this show because you guys like your interactions always make me laugh. <laughs> do you guys? Do, do you guys talk the same way you do on the podcast when you're not, or, or is there a lot of like oh, clip offs yeah. and like? <laughs> oh no, it's definitely the same. Oh, it's yeah. the same. We've, okay. uh, we've honestly like we've had argument, not even arguments. We've Fuck had off. <laughs> we've had disagreements, but I don't think we've ever had like any kind of knockdown, dragout fight. We haven't even had like 
an argument, really. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay, Larry, you ready to go? Yeah, I am, actually. It's just a different version of quizzical. I mean... okay. Myth. Truth or myth? Ooh. This uh, card game I just picked up seemed like we could probably learn some stuff to possibly do in the future. Yeah. Ooh. Why not? What's the name of the game? Urban Myth, the game. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. But you're supposed to get this truth or myth. Okay. Sure. I really fucked the whole thing up. Question number one Japanese families celebrate Christmas by eating Burger King. Uh, myth name well they Kentucky. your name Ryan yes myth that'd be correct <laughs> sorry my families bad. actually order KFC weeks yes. in advance yep. it's Make a sure. big deal like they order like huge buckets of chicken mm-hmm. for KFC is such a, there's a, a baseball related story that this one player who went over to Japan was a power hitter Won the one his team the World Series or their version of the World Series, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he and he barely looked like Colonel Sanders. I'm sure, all white guys look alike over there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they took a statue of Colonel Sanders and dumped him in the river. <laughs> True story. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Question number two: Braille was invented by someone who could see. April. April. True. That Damn is it. Josh. Correct. Well, I mean, it's either right or wrong. <laughs> okay, so we'll skip it. I like this because you you shoot the question down as soon as somebody... Mm-hmm. The tactical language was invented by a blind 16-year-old. That's question awesome. Number, question number three. Real. Famed children's book author Shel Silverstein worked for Playboy magazine for years. Josh. Josh. Myth. That is incorrect. He produced... What cart- the fuck? He produced cartoons... Where the sidewalk ends went right into a sweet... It ends at a vagina. That's where it ends. I saw like that. <laughs> he produced cartoons and travelogues for the men's magazine. Oh. He actually wrote uh, wrote songs. Wrote songs for really? Johnny Cash. Yep. Oh, no kidding. Yep. That's uh, awesome. Blue so- no, not Blue Sage. Why hasn't uh, anybody done a Shel Silverstein podcast slash... Drop- Let's trademark it. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> where the pod ends. Question. That's a great name. Where the podcast ends. That is yeah, really that's good. good. That's good. We got it. Yep. Now we actually have to put forth the effort yep. to do it. We won't. So what, what do we got? We got uh, one to nothing right now. Yeah, one now. to nothing. What, are we going to a certain number? Do we want to get up to three yeah. and then you win? Okay. Yeah. We make the rules as we go that's along here. That's pretty much how we do everything around here. Pope John Paul II was a member of the Harlem Globetrotters. Josh. Josh. Myth. That is incorrect. No way. The, come on. Why wouldn't you put him at point guard? True. In 2000, <laughs> the Globetrotters had an audience with the Pope and made him an honorary Globetrotter. Wow. 15 years yeah. later, they bestowed a similar honor on Pope Francis. That's when all the Catholics were getting all the boys back then. <laughs> yes. Oh, we yeah. Should. yeah, unfortunately, it was me. Question. So we got we got one to nothing here. So yep. there are more ornamental plastic flamingos than real ones in the United States. Ryan, Ryan, true. That is correct. Not many in the. I mean, we're we're Florida, maybe. Mm-hmm. Jellyfish caused the closing of nuclear power plants on two continents in 2013. Josh, Josh, myth. 
That is incorrect. Multiple jellyfish clogged the cool, cooling filters of nuclear power plants <laughs> in Scotland, Israel, and Japan. Jellyfish Slimy are, bastards. Jellyfish are the most worthless creature on the planet. They're literally like mm. floating shock you to shit fucking pieces of yep. asshole. They're cumbags. Peanut they butter. They do. They look like cum floating. Peanut butter and jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Americans eat more than 150 million hot dogs on Independence Day. I'm going to say Ryan. Ryan? True. That is correct. That is that's what two to nothing, three to nothing, three to nothing. He just won the you game. He just won the game. Congratulations, Ryan. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Is this game a keeper? I think it is. I think it is. Definitely, I that's like good. I like it because it's quick. It's way quicker than quizzical. Yes. And that's been your quizzical, folks. So, it's about that time for us to. Don't worry about it. You won last week's quizzical. By I've a just, lot too. I've you learned did. that you I just stormed the to, gates. If it sounds like too absurd to be true, it's true. It's true mm-hmm. until it's not. Until yeah, exactly. <laughs> Josh, I need you to plug yourself. So where are you when you're not here? In bedroom pegging with April. I guess getting pegged. Whoa, TMI, sir. That just took a hard left turn into. Some uncomfortable territory. You're a court low. You're a court low. No, because uh, I believe I said on another episode that Josh's biggest fear. Oh, oh God. Oh, I almost. Finally. You not just me. <laughs> no, you know what? I knew, I knew I had that chair because Garrett told me this morning he switched them. <laughs> Oh, oh God, this scared the crap out of me. That ghost chair has <laughs> done so much damage. We have a chair that like this, the back end like sinks in eventually. If and- anyone would like to contribute to the Shoop Kitchen <laughs> new table Studio. and chairs, oh let us God. know because obviously they're in pretty rough shape. Well, one Josh's of them biggest is. fear is me putting a finger in his butt. Exactly why we're not pegging. Okay. No, no, seriously. Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Off Tempo Podcast. You can find that uh, every Tuesday morning with April and I. That's our music history podcast that's on Facebook, Podbean, and Spotify. Oh, Lord. Thank All right. Wrong button. April. Um, She's been playing. Well, if you like me oh, and Josh, or yeah, me and Josh and Larry, you can find the three of us every Friday on the Potty Slam podcast. We're a wrestling history podcast where we tell stories from the locker room and beyond. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Potomatic. Eve for all your baseball history needs. At Conspiracy T Show is where the show drops on a Monday. You can also email us suggestions at conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com. You can like our page. Also, join our closed group, which is where we have all our fan votes when it comes to episodes. And now, I think, future mail sacks. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> you can give us a five-star review, and we'll shout you out on iTunes. Now, I want to say right now, I know a lot of you guys have been doing your reviews really quick every single time we post a suggestion to do so. This episode came out a little quicker, so we don't have any five-star reviews for tonight, which is fine. You guys have done so many that at this point, we're like just flabbergasted. So please check out our uh, shop for shop.spreadshirt.com slash conspiracy therapy podcast where you can get all our swag. Also, check out our Instagram. There's a lot of good stuff on there. You can see Lando. You can see kind of behind-the-scenes stuff, but also 
just like really good pictures of whatever we've covered. Like mm-hmm. everybody seems pretty happy with the Oklahoma City stuff. The Jimi Hendrix po- picture that I posted today. I do handle a lot of those because these guys have enough to do as it is. So I don't know. I don't know what else there's to, to plug on this. Did I cover everything? Yes. Oh, I do want to no. say this. Two things you should look out for. And this isn't me plugging myself. This is two things that I want you guys to check out. Lawrence is, Lawrence is working on an album. So please check out soundcloud.com slash big old bridges. Big not, old. not T. Not, not T. Not D. <laughs> big big old. old. Like B, big and then O-L and then bridges. Please check it out. Mm-hmm. Listen to his songs. They're really good. That's why I posted them. Thank you. But also, I want everybody to follow Josh's Twitch page because that's where we're probably going to do any of the like social media gathering gaming things. Nerd. The last couple of days I've been playing The Last of Us on the hardest difficulty. So that's fun for people to watch because they want to know if you can actually get through it. So that's cool. I'm halfway so, through now. So Bobo May, twitch.tv Bobo May. Check it out. He plays games way more than anybody that I know. So please follow mm-hmm. him. And that's where you're going to see us after the drunk tacular doing hopefully a live quiplash. We might have to get you a, a camera though. Oh, I'll have something set up. Okay, sweet. And that's about it. Does everybody have anything they want to throw out into the ether? Farted <laughs> right in my mouth. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Was that when you, when Chewy farted in your mouth? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my his God. little his little dog. Let's talk about Chewy for a second before we end this. Okay. He's a dog. Is it the cutest dog ever? It might be. It's up there, yeah. He's up there. He's, yeah. I mean, he literally is he's like... He's in my top five. I would say like... Top, yeah. I would say top three. Like, I, it's hard to look at Chewy. Because he's... <laughs> it's like staring at the sun. It's like looking at Mario or like Donald Duck. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> why are you... <laughs> why, why are you standing in front of me? And he Donald just, Duck is the one because he's not wearing pants. Chewie's not wearing pants. Good call. Mm-hmm. Chewie is literally out in the breeze. I have a picture. Looks like a cartoon Winnie the Pooh people, in front mm-hmm. of you. When we were at Mackinac Island, people were like, they, they thought it was a stuffed animal. It looks like <laughs> it. Him. Oh, I, maybe my could, daughters love Chewie. Post a picture of me with him in that papoose. Yes. Oh my god. He actually has his own Instagram page. He does. Yeah. What's the Instagram? Like, do you know it off top? Chupac. Chupac. Oh my god. I'm gonna make sure that Aaron sets a fire so that this happens because it is great. He's he's an amazing little creature. We love all our little creatures. Chewy, Lando, Chewy two, Chewy three, R two D two, Hot Pocket. Mando. Yes, hot pocket. Where's my lady? Uh, kitchen utensils. Mm-hmm. And scrotum face. Scrotum face. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> we'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. Have a great one, guys. Son, you know my name. You know my wonder. But still you run. When the winter came, the trouble came. And now you're gone I found the remnants Of a crow Carved in a tree Row
This has been a presentation of Beer City Media. 